Welcome back to Kill Rock Radio here on KillRockRadio.com. My name is Rocky. Back up in this son of a bitch. Just trying to keep that conversation going on this episode of Kill Rock Radio. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly, who seems to have a really good ability to troll the shit out of everyone. He's at it again. And uh, he's got people up in a tizzy over his new signature guitar. We'll talk about that. Also, we got a little bit of conflict between Spirit Box, Falling in Reverse, Architects. It's all centered around various uh, fucking white knighting and bullshit, all kinds of virtue signaling and all that bullshit. We'll talk about that. And of course, we'll read your comments and all that good shit. First, let's go ahead and get into this uh, Machine Gun Kelly thing. Like a lot of people were getting pissed off because Machine Gun Kelly has a series of signature guitars made by Schecter guitars. But for the most part, they're just kind of, you know, whatever. The most recent one is sort of put a little bee in the bonnet of several motherfuckers. And it's led to a lot of uh, conversation, if you will. So the guitar was released in January. Uh, it's called the Machine Gun Kelly Razor Blade, and it's in the shape of a razor blade. I guess the issue here is that in the punk scene, there's a lot of self-harm and, uh, and people don't feel that that should be, uh, I guess, hyped up or whatever. To me, that's fucking ridiculous, mainly because, uh, you know, uh, uh, razor blades... Uh, safety pins, those things are iconic with punk rock. The big issue with Machine Gun Kelly is that he's obviously a poser and using all this punk rock imagery is complete and utter bullshit handjob stuff. And, uh, and, and that's what's offensive to me. But people don't call motherfuckers out on being posers anymore. Nobody seems to care about sellout shit. Here's a, a, a tweet uh, I don't know what the fuck you call it now that the thing is called X. I guess it's still a tweet uh, from Metal Burb says, I know MGK sucks and people don't like him, but what's up with the guitar being a razor? It's almost like it's glorifying self-harm. Schechter, man, the scene has problems with mental health and making tools that can cause self-harm look cool is actually super lame. I, you know, to me, it's kind of a thin argument to say uh, the scene, the punk scene, it has a lot of self-harm. So we're concerned about this. If you're listening to Machine Gun Kelly, you're not on the punk scene. Am I wrong? No. Am I wrong? You're like a kid in the suburbs sitting in their house. Like, it's not a thing. This is like for like chicks at malls and shit like that. There's nobody on the scene listening to this. So it could be whatever. It could be a dildo. It could be whatever shape. I, it, it would not matter whatsoever. To me, everything that's that's offensive about this guitar is just about, you know, the guitar itself. The fucking thing, it opened up selling for over two grand. You can kiss my just a regular ass guitar i wouldn't pay 300 fucking dollars for this monstrosity it looks like one of these fucking uh back in the day there was this blues guitarist named bo diddley and he would play this guitar that looked like it was a box and this looks like that it's clear there has been no thought put into the design whatsoever if you're gonna do the razor blade body why just put the standard bullshit ass head on the top of it? Put something cool. When Machine Gun Kelly finally commented on it, he said, you show your lack of depth by taking art at face value. 
This has nothing to do with any of the subject matter you just presented. So no, my friend, you suck. This is a good example of how kind of twisted shit gets on the internet because here you have people taking a huge leap thinking that, that this uh, has anything to do with self-harm or glorifying self-harm or anything like that. Machine Gun Kelly said that the guitar was, and I quote, kind of an ode to tickets to my downfall, the line on the title track, and also an ode to my 20s and all the crazy times that I had, which to me means that this could only be about cocaine and not self-harm. I feel like people have such strong predispositions in their head. Like a lot of people I feel like are searching for shit to seize on um, because this is the stuff that, that generates the most clicks. This is the shit that's gonna get you followers and all that shit. Or maybe you have your own traumas that make you jump to this conclusion. Uh, like you look at this other tweet from, uh, from Machine Gun Kelly. He says, I'll never explain my art because true art is conversational and always up for interpretation. But I will say most of you constantly interpret it wrong and then blame me for your version of what you think my art is. Ultimately, I'm sad at how people perceive me in general. Peace. Vagina. This generated so much conversation online that even stupid ass Ronnie Radke got involved. He says, my guy, I'm not jumping on any sides here, but come on, have we gotten so lost? We are now complaining about a razor blade guitar because it might trigger people to self-harm. But you turn around and give my video of me murdering people with guns a thumbs up. I like you, bro. Let the man live. And, uh, you know, if Ronnie Radke's on your side, you know you're probably at least being an asshole. I really, at the end of the day, um, Machine Gun Kelly is not to be taken seriously. I don't think that the people that are fans of Machine Gun Kelly would even make that connection. If you see yourself as a real punk rock motherfucker, you should have nothing to worry about with Machine Gun Kelly. He makes fucking kiddie music. Kids that listen to Machine Gun Kelly, they're barely even pubescent. I mean, they're not doing cocaine. They're not making those connections because they haven't lived life like that. The main issue that's fucking annoying about the guitar is how fucking ugly it is. Uh, he talks about it like it's a piece of art that he personally designed. If he had anything to do with the design at all, this motherfucker probably said, do you know it'd be cool fucking, you know, razor blade guitar. It looks like it's Frankenstein together with like two or three different guitars. It looks like no effort was put into it uh, in terms of designing it, in terms of building it. Uh, several people said, well, it's not the ugliest shit ever, but is that the uh, line of demarcation that we're going for? Not the ugliest shit ever. And they well, he's played it now or whatever, but that's not even like the iconic uh, MGK guitar. He should be playing the stupid pink guitar that he has on the cover of his album. That should be the signature machine gun Kelly guitar. And that should be it. This other shit, it doesn't have anything to do with him other than what we know, which is that he was a cokehead in his 20s. So what? The guitar, it must not be selling well. It's already been marked down 500 bucks. But once again, that just has it at $1,500 for this gross-ass little boxy piece of shit. If you're a little kid and you're thinking about getting your first guitar, please, kids, 
don't get anything like this. This is too expensive. It's too much for your mommy and daddy. What you got to do is go get like a little fucking $200 electric guitar, little piece of shit amp, and you, you start to learn to ride the lightning that way. And you build up, you build up. Maybe one day, by the time you get old enough to where you could afford uh, the Machine Gun Kelly guitar, hopefully you'd have gone through puberty and uh, and now you'll want something better for yourself. You don't take shit from anybody. You smoke weed on the reg. Quite frankly, you're somebody I'm proud to know. It's whatever. I don't question him being a sellout ass piece of shit. That's who he's always been. The fact that he failed at everything else and came to rock music and found success, that's what's annoying to me. He starts off as a rapper and he had a little bit of success. I had heard his name several times, but it all came crashing down when he decided to pick a fight with Eminem. Don't tug on Superman's cape, as they say, and you sure as fuck don't challenge Eminem to any sort of verbal jousting because, of course, Machine Gun Kelly was humiliated by Eminem and uh, he was, in fact, so humiliated that he was run completely out of the rap game altogether. After that, he decides, you know what, I'm going to be an actor. And he essentially failed as an actor, but he was in a, a Netflix movie about Motley Crue. And during his time in the Netflix Motley Crue movie, which was an awful fucking movie, uh, he decided, you know what, being a rock star sounds really cool. He goes to Travis Barker, who is uh, famously the drummer for Blink-182. But here in the last, you know, 15, 20 years, he's almost become just as known for being a producer and essentially manufacturing pop punk hits for anyone that's got the money to pay for them. So I didn't have a problem with with a Machine Gun Kelly just making fucking generic pop punk. But what I do have a problem with, and this this is this has nothing to do with Machine Gun Kelly, and it has more to do with sort of the machine around him. It all fucking comes together like Voltron and forms the bullshit that is Machine Gun Kelly, the uh, the rock star, and it's it's completely fabricated because to me, it, it almost speaks to how far rock has fallen that we're willing to take in all this fucking garbage. Back when I was younger, it was country music. Like if you were a musician and you kind of just ran out of gas and nobody wanted to buy your shit anymore, what you would do is make a country album. And those motherfuckers were so desperate for any mainstream acknowledgement whatsoever that they would eat up whoever the fuck it was. Uh, Steven Tyler did it, Sheryl Crow, Jewel, a lot of people like you'd go, once your album started not selling worth a shit, you go to country and you pop some cheap hits off these fucking idiots. And it, it, it just, it hurts me. Like it hurts me that rock is now that, that now you could say, well, I failed at everything else. Let me make a rock album. Let me be a rock star. Yeah, Machine Gun Kelly, he's already like 30-something. He's already almost aged out. You got to find the next asshole to put in there, and then that person will be the new sellout. It's a never-ending circle. It's like the circle of life, except it's like excrement. You know, it's it's all shitty, all lowbrow bullshit, and kids buy it because they're fucking stupid. So we solved that. Uh, moving on. So, okay, we mentioned Ronnie Radke, the, the previous segment. If you don't know Ronnie Radke, he's in a band called Falling in Reverse. 
And he's known as being one of the most sort of outspoken dudes online in regards to uh, fighting against wokeness. And he's said uh, what's been perceived as anti-trans stuff, anti-gay stuff. But his band Falling in Reverse is very popular. So they had Spirit Box opening for them on a tour. And Spirit Box has been very outspoken about wanting to be inclusive to people uh, of all genders, all sexual preferences, just really uh, try to be a band for everyone. And so a lot of their fans started getting up in their DMs and saying, hey, well, what the fuck? You're touring with Ronnie Radke. Uh, he talks shit about gay people. He talks shit about trans people. How can you do this? You sell out motherfuckers. So Spirit Box dropped off the tour. Now, in the moment, Ronnie Radke didn't say shit about it. He was like, oh, it's all good. They told me what was up. I understand, whatever. So flash forward to now, and Spirit Box have found themselves in a similar situation now that they're opening for Architects. And uh, their guitarist, Adam Christensen, he, uh, he found himself in a little bit of trouble because he had liked some posts from a guy by the name of Tim Poole who's a, a controversial political figure. And uh, they had reposted a uh, some shit from this MMA fighter, Sean Strickland, who's like one of these like, ah, oh, fucking real men and guns and women in the kitchen and just, just get fucked. Don't go to school. Never learn to read. Tame the cunt. And yeah, so he liked one of those posts, retweeted it. And people caught on to that and they started uh, going to Spirit Box and saying, well, hey, what the fuck? These architects, motherfuckers, they're anti-trans. So after, I guess, word got out that this dude fucking liked this tweet, everybody started going ape shit. So Adam Christensen had to come out and I guess cover up his tracks or something. So he deletes the repost. And so he puts out a tweet that says, shit. That retweet was a total accident. I don't endorse anything that guy says other than fuck Trudeau. Sorry for the panic, everyone. Complete all thumbs moment. So that sounds reasonable. Maybe he accidentally, you know, he fucked up. He accidentally retweeted the thing or whatever. The devil is a motherfucking liar. But not so fast because the internet is a place where it's simultaneously very easy to lie. And it's also tough to keep a lie up. You know, back in the early days of the Internet, back in the early days of Twitter, uh, it's like celebrities didn't didn't know what the fuck was going on and they would just tweet any shit. And, you know, years and years of people getting into trouble for all this dumb shit, they said a lot of celebrities have pretty much cleaned that up. But now because there's a business to rage um, you want to find out why people are terrible. You want to find out like you want to be the one to trigger the next cancellation. You know what I'm saying? So now people go through and it's not even what you're saying. They go start looking at like the things you retweet, the things you like. And if any of it is objectionable whatsoever, they put that shit on blast. Once Adam Christensen comes out, says, oh, sorry, my bad, y'all. Of course, everybody starts going through his shit. They start to see that he's liking all kinds of this shit, all this uh, anti-trans stuff. And uh, so it all starts getting blown up. The fans are going to Spirit Box. They're saying, hey, man, what the fuck? And now Ronnie Radke, Spirit Box canceled on him like a year ago. 
So he came out and he tweeted on the whole thing. He says, damn, is Spirit Box dropping off the Architects tour like they did mine because of transphobia? Let's see it, Spirit Box. Let's see you not compromise your integrity and drop off the tour to stand in solidarity with your fans that feel unsafe. So Architects lead singer Sam Carter, he did take to the stage. He, he, he did acknowledge the whole thing uh, head on. This stage judges anybody for their gender, their race, and whoever they are in love with. We never have, we never will. That is not what this band stands for and it is not what this band will ever stand for. We love every single one of you. In terms of the online discussion, this thing has already been back and forth a bunch. Courtney LaPlante, lead singer for Spirit Box, has actually gotten involved in some of the back and forth if you look at this exchange right here, Shan Man comes out and says to uh, to Courtney LaPlante, trans is not a thing. It's a guy dressed as a woman. I like your music, but stay in your lane. People are not transphobic if they don't believe in the false narrative. Man and woman, respect runs both ways. And Courtney LaPlante replied, says, how about you stay in your stinky lane and don't cross into my normal person lane and you can stop supporting my band. And of course, like I said, Ronnie Radke is all up in this. Uh, he was responding to uh, Greg Hall, who said, the longer architects remain silent, the more unsafe the space they created for the LGBT plus community becomes. To which Ronnie Radke replied, you're such a fucking pussy. But uh, that being said, to say that architects, by their guitarist liking a tweet, that he's created an unsafe space for LGBT plus uh, fans. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That's such an insanely over-the-top dramatic uh, response that it takes all credibility from what you're saying. You could say that this guitarist is a, is a stupid asshole uh, or the people he's retweeting are dicks, or you could say, hey, at least we know what this fucking idiot thinks. And if you don't support that shit, don't go to the show. Uh, different things like that. But to come out and, and, and imply that if any uh, LGBT youth get hurt at this event, it's gonna be on your hands. That's the type of shit that makes people roll their fucking eyes. If you're spirit box and you've taken that stand of saying, you know, we're the most inclusive band. We're not going to fucking be part of a show that features people that are transphobic or anti LGBT plus in any way, shape or form. When you draw such a line in the sand, you know, people don't see that in degrees. Now that you've set that precedent, now, the people who, who make their entire life off of rage clicks and farming rage in different ways, those people, now they know that you're a motherfucker that they can manipulate. Jesus ain't Christ! I think you've got a heart off! When you kowtow to really any of these extreme uh, elements on the internet, whether you're talking about these weird 
alt-right fucks or these like uber liberal motherfuckers who find fault in everything. It's almost like all of a sudden they own you, whoever, whoever it is, whether you're, you know, Aaron Lewis sucking balls to the far right or you're now like Lizzo. Lizzo was a good example. Lizzo is somebody who had become a darling of the far left once it became clear that she wasn't quite living up to this insane standard they already had for her. Uh, they completely fucking chewed her up and spit her out. Now you, you haven't heard from that motherfucker in a long time. You're essentially dealing with inverse versions of the same thing. One thing they have in common is that if you, uh, if you show them any sort of weakness, they will fucking seize on you. And, and, And what I mean by that is if you're spirit box and you say, Oh, we're the most inclusive band. Some people could just take that and say, wow, that's really cool of you and just move forward. These motherfuckers are going to be the ones to hold you to a standard. And every time you do some shit that is not up to that standard, they organize a complete fucking riot against you. They're not fans of these bands. They're not people that buy tickets. They have nothing to do with the bands themselves. They're people that farm rage. They're people that look for reasons to be offended and to offend other people. So when you're kissing ass to them, it's, it's, it's like a, a hamster wheel. You're never going to get to the end. You know what I'm saying? It's just going to keep spinning and spinning and spinning. If you look at this situation, um, Ronnie Radke, it's very different. He's the front man for that band. Uh, he's already very outspoken online to say, listen, we don't agree with the shit he's putting out there. We're going to drop off the tour to, to say that that's an equivalent to the guitarist from architects, which is one of the most faceless, boring, bland ass bands retweeted something that you found offensive and you see that as an equivalent and you feel that spirit box needs to once again, leave all this money on the table and drop off the tour. If these were real fans, maybe there'd be some conversation about it or whatever. These motherfuckers are the first ones that fucking light your torches. Motherfucker. It's time. It's time for spirit box to go down because they're sellouts. They're still on this tour, even though the guy from Architects retweeted if they if Spirit Box had any integrity whatsoever, they'd drop off the tour. They'd leave all that money on the table. They'd risk getting sued for breach of contract lest they take part in an unsafe environment, an unsafe space where LGBT kids will be tortured and killed in the crowd while Spirit Box laughs and counts their money. Laughable, man. (laughs) I feel like Spirit Box fucked up in the first place by even dropping off the show. If you're them and you're going to make this statement, hey, we're super inclusive or whatever, you should have never booked a tour with fucking falling in reverse. Uh, The architects thing, who would have known? And this is so minor. Of course you shouldn't drop off. It would be a fucking moronic thing to drop off of this tour. But once again, these rage farmers, they're always going to hold you to this impossible standard that you will never be able to attain. On the internet, it could feel like a huge fervor, but in reality, it's not gonna cost you any tickets. If it costs you fans, 
these probably weren't very involved fans because it didn't take them a lot to tell you to fuck off. If I was Spirit Box, I would not worry about it whatsoever. However, going forward, I would look at whoever the fuck is booking us. Like, you know this is an issue. Why are you booking us in these bad situations? I'm referring to the Ronnie Radke thing. Who would have known that a fucking retweet by some faceless guitarist from Architects could somehow cast the entire tour into doubt? But that seems to be what has happened we will let you know if anything happens with this tour going forward. All right, I'm going to go ahead and uh, get to your comments. Info at killrockradio.com. Uh, you can get up in our DMs. You can comment on any of our shit. And uh, I will try to get to as many of your comments as I possibly can. I got a lot of uh, reaction. You know, we, we had put out uh, some of the comments that we had gotten from the furry community. So we have further reaction to that we got stuff uh, our best of 2023 list uh of course more is pantera racist shit that that'll never be that'll never end. there are like two uh big uh, topics here that we're always going to be able to continue to talk about that is is pantera racist and then people will always continue to have shit to say about the Dave Ellefson jerk off scandal thing. That's I, I endlessly get stuff about that no matter how much time goes by. But uh, we're going to start off with furries first. Uh, my homie trap lover says this comment section is like a black hole. People dislike furries because look at the shit furries do at conventions and the community is infection with zoophile and or pedophile. What's the matter with them Americans? We get more pussy than they do. Uh, that I don't know. Furries, is that a thing? Because I do not support any motherfucking pedophile shit. I don't know about zoo zoophilia. Have y'all ever seen that one? Uh, I, I saw a, um, a documentary with this woman who would regularly have sex with her horse. You are getting me rock hard. And it was one of these mini horses. So like the, the dick was relatively um, to scale of a humans. And like on a regular basis, she would go and like present herself and the horse would come in and, and fuck her. Like they had a long relationship, a, a passionate affair, if you will. Uh, everybody knows about how dolphins lust after humans and they want to rape us. Rapist backing out. Down here in the South, I, I, I used to always hear, you know, you, you wonder about the people that have their pants tucked in their, into their boots. And finally, one day it was explained to me that a lot of times what you do is uh, if you're going to be fucking a goat, because apparently a goat has a very, they say goats and pigs have the most comparable vaginas to uh, to human beings. Read all about this in this month's issue of Things That Make Me Vomit. I'm just saying that's a thing that was said. That's not something I'm saying. I have never, I have never fucked an animal I, in my life. My grandmother always said, why buy the cow when you get the sex for free? And, uh, but I was told that if you're gonna fuck a goat, that you take your fucking uh, jeans and you tuck them in your boots because what you would do is take the hind legs of the goat, you would tuck them in your boots so the goat couldn't run away. I mean, I guess I'm a pretty sick guy. 
the point is that's awful. That is awful because animals cannot consent. So I am in, I am in no way a fan of that. However, if you want to fuck other people dressed as animals, if you want to jack off to drawings of uh, like sexy lady animals, uh, if you want to watch pornography, like animated pornographies, there's no problem with that, furries. Just make sure y'all keep the fucking, the, the really negative, super gross element out of there. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta be like a self-sustaining unit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Trap Lover, you say that I was removing a comment. I did not remove anything. A lot of times YouTube, just there are certain comments, it just won't fucking show. I approve most anything. The only time I don't approve shit, like sometimes there'll be dickheads that go through and they'll post the same comment on like everything. Like I get this one guy who goes around and, you know, leftist sheeple and all this bullshit, but he puts it on everything. I would let it through if it was just like one comment, but it's like, dude, it's, it's redundant for you to have the same shit on every video. Um, so anyways, moving on cranky canine says, I'd like to add a correction. Furry is not a lifestyle for most. It is a hobby. They enjoy wearing suits, but no, they do not wear their suits. Every time they leave the house, furry is not a sexual thing though. Most people like to paste that label onto the furry fandom. Well, listen, it's certainly got to be an element, uh, canine. I just, cause there's just too much, man. If you search furry, the first stuff that comes up is like, you know, big titted, like dog women and, uh, like a lot of weird porno where like, it's like dog ladies with like big titties and then like vaginas and penises. Jesus Christ. I think you've got a heart off. There's too much of that shit around for it to not be the case. Um, and it's fine. Like I said, I'm not judging you motherfuckers for it. Next, uh, scuffed badger says mental illness isn't attractive. It isn't attractive. It can be lots of fun though. Next, my homie, just a dog in VR says, thanks, dude. Great to not hear hate all the time. Also, not all of us are cringe, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. Also just figured out there are a lot of metalhead furries like me. There should be like all furry bands. Although I wouldn't, I don't know how y'all would sing. I guess you could like put a microphone inside the head or something like that. Have y'all ever seen the rock fire explosion back in the eighties? There was a place called showbiz pizza. It was uh, like a precursor to Chuck E. Cheese. And they had a band in there called the rock a fire explosion. And that was my first ever favorite fucking band. I would buy the records at that showbiz pizza. I would take them home and I would rock the fuck out and they would do like Beatles covers and shit. So in a lot of ways, the, my very first most beloved band was uh, fronted by a gorilla, had a fucking uh, sick ass surfer wolf dog guy on guitar. Billy Bob, who was a drunk ass bear. They had him on banjo. Muffy, the fucking sexy ass. You know what? My homie Ulfric says, you're sure you're not a closet furry? In this moment, when I was just describing Muffy from the Rock of Fire explosion, I was about to say, because Muffy was a mouse and she was dressed like a cheerleader and, you know, she would like kind of do backup vocals and, and dance. And I remember as a little kid 
just really staring at her tits like, oh, I'd like to get some of that. I get in that. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, maybe I do have that tendency. Next, uh, my homie Cal7957. I'm not going to go through your entire list, but thank you very much for sending me your list of your favorite shit of 2023. And thank you to everybody who sent me their recommendations for badass albums from the last year. I will look into some of that stuff. Next, my girl Missy Death. She says, uh, I really like the last Seven Dust album, Truth Killer. Also Stone by Baroness. Didn't know Gozu, but I am going to look them up. Yeah, definitely. Gozu is badass. Uh, their previous album was really good too. But um, yeah, Seven Dust, you know what? I, I've heard bits off of both of those albums. I'm a huge Baroness fan. I love those motherfuckers. It's just, once again, I didn't want to put, I didn't want to bullshit and put anything in there that I hadn't truly uh, listened to the entire album. And quite honestly, I just hadn't made it all the way through Stone yet. Um, so, so I couldn't put it in there, but what I've heard so far off stone, I thought was really cool. Uh, seven dust. I, you know, I, I might've actually heard that entire album. I'm not positive, but those guys, I mean, they're kind of timeless. They keep kicking ass. I did hear some stuff that was making me think like, are they trying to get sort of a, a sleep token type R and B sort of sound? I don't know. That's something to watch going forward with seven dust, but yeah, thank you very much. So next, of course, we've got a few is Pantera racist comments. Uh, Undead jo John Asan. Undead John Asan says, let's normalize the Confederate flag again. Let's make it get in into the line of flag emojis. Same with the don't tread on me flag. He he. I assume you're just trolling here, Jonah Asan. But, uh, but you know what? The Confederate flag, that's a thing about it is it was normalized up until just very recently. People forget that uh, into the early 2000s, the uh, Confederate flag was still a part of many state flags. The flag still flew in a lot of uh, official capacities. I know here in, in Texas, a lot, a lot of people have heard the term uh, six flags over Texas and shit like that. One of those flags is the Confederate flag, one of the six flags that has flown over Texas. So, you know, from a historical standpoint, you would still see it around up until very recently when I think everybody started to look around and say, holy shit, there's a lot of Confederate shit. But yeah, it hasn't even been that long since it's been normalized. Next, uh, my homie, Nay Corruption, in regards to our coverage of Pantera and are they racist and all that shit, uh, they say biased. You shouldn't talk about fucking anything. There are videos of them using hard R's and fucking with black kids. Okay, that's not true. Like that is straight the fuck up not true. Uh, there, this video that exists of Dimebag saying the, uh, the N word, the dreaded N word. There's only one of them as far as I know. This week in particular, I've heard like three different accounts that are essentially that video but there, people always add something. It's like that game telephone where you start off with one message and the story gets passed down three, four times. And by the end, it's something completely different. I think that's the case with the story of Dimebag saying, uh, what did he say to the guy? First off, once again, it was not a black guy. It was another white kid who was trying to get Dime to sign a guitar. Dime had a rule 
that if you couldn't play, he wouldn't sign the guitar. And once again, it was not a black kid, but Dime said, if the, uh, what did he say? It was like, if the N word can't jam, then I'm not signing it or something like that. Everybody's, oh, there's videos, there's videos. I have received nary a link. Everybody's like, oh no, I saw the videos. They were on YouTube. They must have been taken down. If that was going to get taken down, that Phil throwing the fucking Heil Hitler and saying white power, that would have been taken down. The clips of Dimebag using the N-word. This is all shit that is readily available on YouTube. But I have my homie Nate, Nate Corruption saying they used, they used hard R's and were fucking with black kids. Who are they? It with the whole band where they standing around taunting black kids and fucking, you know what I'm saying? That's not a real thing. And then uh, this other dude sent me something where he was saying, yeah, oh, I, it was a, a little show in front of 18 people and this kid wanted to play and play and Dimebag was like, no, let the little N word play. And it was a black kid. And that's when I lost all respect for Dime. That's not a true fucking story. That's once again, send me some fucking links or I don't believe it. The one thing that I have talked about where Dimebag told the other little white kid, if the N word can't jam, I'm not signing it or whatever the fuck he said from that story, like eight versions have spawned off. I assure you that's the only version. If you have another version, please send it to me. I would love to see it. If there is a video of Dimebag Daryl fucking torturing little black kids and using hard R's and all that shit, then I'll listen. I'll have no option but to say, yes, the guy's clearly fucking racist, but these accounts are just, it's simply not true. Basically what I'm saying is links or it didn't happen. Next, my girl, Miss Cruzen says, I love Phil. I don't always agree with him, but I still love him. I don't understand why he does the things he sometimes does. I grew up in a mixed race family in a pretty backwoods part of the country, and I know what it means to be subjected to hatred. I recognize that shit in people's actions. I sincerely do not see that with him. The opposite, in fact. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, Phil's in, not only is he not racist, he's great for the community. I don't know that. I don't know whether that's true or not. I feel it's a lazy narrative to just say Pantera is a racist band. And I still see this shit perpetuated all over the internet where people are, are, are out there saying that Pantera is a racist band based on what, what amounts to some fairly circumstantial out of context evidence. I understand the guy threw a Heil Hitler and said white power. If you also see the, the, the video of the people actually taunting him, then you'll see that he did the Heil Hitler and the white power at them to be a dick to those dudes. He was too edgy and too drunk and fucked up and he completely played himself and, and gave people the, the uh, ammunition they needed to essentially paint him as a racist for the rest of his goddamn life. You fucked it up! You fucked it up! Next, my homie Brian Westmoreland says Nazi salutes and clearly yells white power. I don't know, man. Seems racist to me. I hear you. If you only saw the last part, I could understand not getting the context. 
But even when we first started talking about this, I wasn't even privy to the, to the full shit. You know, since then I've seen the video of Phil getting heckled by those dudes. Uh, it's clear he's fucking trashed by the end of the night. It starts off with the white wine power thing, which Doug Pinnock backs up. Now we have this secondary video that seems to back up Phil's claim of the hecklers that he was simply reacting to. All I'm saying is Phil's version of the story. If you look at all the film that's out there of that night, it all seems to fall into place and corroborate. So that, that just tells me like, I, I, I just, I believe the dude, <laughs> you could think I'm an asshole. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's how I feel. And if you feel, fuck it, you know, the, the guy's throwing a Heil Hitler, fuck him. I don't ever want to listen to him again. I completely get it. And I completely understand where you're coming from. It's not hard to make that leap when you see what, what you see. If you were to type in Phil Anselmo racist, the first thing that would pop up is him throwing a Heil Hitler and screaming white power into a crowd. So I understand. So I'm going to go ahead and cut it off there. Thank you guys so much for your, for your feedback. As I said, info at killrockradio.com or get, uh, get up in our DMs, comment on our shit, and we will get back to you. Uh, now, I'm going to go ahead and put in a word for our sponsors at Amazon Music. We're right now. If you go to getamazonmusic.com slash killrockradio, that's all lowercase, no spaces, getamazonmusic.com slash killrockradio, you will have unlimited access to over a hundred million jams free for 30 days. And you can cancel any time. If you want to keep the party going after, after the 30 days are up, you'll pay a low monthly fee uh, every month after. But if you don't want to keep it going, you can chunk up the deuces and you can walk off scot-free. Uh, once again, go to getamazonmusic.com slash killrockradio. And once you sign up, you can enjoy on-demand music ad-free, the most ad-free top podcasts, listening offline with unlimited skips, and experience the HD and spatial audio difference. Once again, that's getamazonmusic.com slash killrockradio. Thank you very much to Amazon Music. Thank you to the Kill Rock Radio audience. Come on back next time and we will keep this conversation going. Until then, I will talk to you crazy motherfuckers later. Peace. Got any questions or comments? Send them to info at killrockradio.com. To keep up with the latest and catch up on past interviews and clips, search Kill Rock Radio on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe to Kill Rock Radio wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm like, oh my God, just listen to it already. Wherever you listen to podcasts.